Do I have your attention? 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 Is you taking notes? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of My Random World. I am your host, and I just want to have a kiki. It's me, Chris. And then over here next to me, as always, she's got that New Orleans bounce. It's Crystal. Mm. <laughs> uh, we decided that we wanted to do, we, we like doing musical episodes, like music episodes, not musical, like musical theater. Um, and they seem to do fairly well with you guys. We've done cover songs. We've talked about concerts. We've talked about uh, favorite uh, iconic artists that shaped us when we were younger. Um, so we decided, uh, since we are both family, uh, that we wanted to dedicate an episode to our LGBTQIA+, uh, our gender queer, our gender fluid, Non-binary. Uh, uh, siblings <laughs> out there that are, you know, sisters are doing it for themselves. Mm -hmm. But, um, <clears throat> so yeah, we, you know, it, the music scene is vast and it is very hard to get to superstardom. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, superstardom usually comes with normative there's always a caveat yeah, right? to it. Yeah. And uh, we are living in an age where some of that is finally going away, where we are seeing everyone play with all the colors in the crayon box. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, God. <laughs> and we want to share some of those finds that we that we have found. Now, every one that we're going to talk about today and um, also on a list I'm going to tell you about in a second, um, we know for a fact has come out we are not going to talk about anyone that specifically doesn't talk about whether they are yeah. queer or not queer because they don't want to yeah. is influence there, anyone to, to listen to them because yeah. of that and we don't want to out anyone yeah, so everyone, it's their business until they come out right so we uh, aside from the fact i'm sorry not aside from the fact but being queer ourselves we want music that's that speaks how we see the world that can that comes from our side of the story. We yes. want those stories that we can connect to because you can't always connect to the other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, we also want to respect artists' wishes. So everyone we're going to talk about has at one time or another um, come out in whatever shape or form that may, that may be and does not mind that people know. And um, on that note, I will also let you guys know that uh, we have created a playlist on Spotify that any of you guys can go to and uh, listen. It's called MRW Tunes. Um, it, it is only on Spotify. Yes, we don't we we don't have Apple Music or anything like that. But we put uh, songs from everyone that we're going to talk about today, as well as a bunch of other. Favorites. Favorites or, you know, people to, to, to go listen to that you might enjoy on there for you to take a listen to and then to venture out on your own. Yeah. Um, th this was great. These were artists curated from our own personal lists as well as, like, for me, I like to go on binges and just learn. Yeah. So. I, I will <laughs> say this as a precursor. I am a very mainstream music person. Mm -hmm. I am very pop rock you know, club stuff. 
Miss Crystal over here, she's the one I go to for new and interesting finds. She hits me up with the indie stuff, with the alternative, the fun, the crazy. Sometimes I don't get into some of it, yeah. but there's a couple, like especially going through this list that she gave me. I'm a new fan and will be checking these people out yeah. more. I tried to hit a bunch of different genres, not just uh, pop and indie mm-hmm. pop. We've got uh, we've got hip hop, R and B, electronica. I th- did you put some Orville Peck in there? Oh, it could be. Uh, I okay. will. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and put some in there so we get some country. <laughs> I'm the big the two. There's biggest... actually a couple of country people that have oh, yeah. recently come out. It's oh, like yeah. great. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, I um, I'm saying um a lot. I'm sorry, but <laughs> the two genres that I am not as great with is country and uh, like noise heavy metal. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just, they're just the two that I, I've never really clicked too much with. So we've tried to put a few in there. You will find more of the other stuff in there, but it, I was, I hoped, I hope I have a very good sampling for everyone. And what's really awesome about Spotify is <clears throat> once you get someone on there that you're like, Oh man, I really like this. And you go find them. You can also find other artists that sound like them or people that like that artist also like this. Yeah. And you can just, I mean, I can get lost for days doing that stuff. Yeah. I just love doing that. Like we just had one come out the other, uh, last earlier this month uh, in February, TJ Osborne, who's a country singer came out. So I'm like, Ooh, welcome to the, go. welcome to the family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so without further ado, uh, we're going to, there I go again. We are going to talk about some of our favorite artists from this list. These are artists that we are listening to probably, well, I know at least for me on replay, um, that we want to try and take out there. We, well, at least for me, I try to stay away from people who are superstars. So while Janelle Monae is on the list, I know pretty much everyone knows who Janelle Monae is now. (laughs) And then the the ones that I'm going to talk about are pretty well-known yours so, are yes yeah. yes yes yours and then are. we are going to do a little history lesson around the middle yes, of the show yes. so <laughs> i decided that i thought it would be a great idea for anyone listening that doesn't maybe know a little bit of your history um or only knows the iconic stuff that we would do a few a few oldies but goodies that are always great to pull up that can show you the history of where we've come from what kind of music we've been into and how influential they really are things that you should that you should check out that maybe you haven't yeah um so i'm gonna start us off hmm? um so i'm gonna start us off with um one of our favorites who I've, I've really come to love and enjoy um you may know him from youtube but he's do you know because- i went to college with him toby and i really yeah uh, so as you heard from our intro i'm talking about the great Todger Hall. Yes. I did not yes, know that. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think he, I didn't know he went he, to Northwestern. He left to go to uh, American Idol. And we never yeah. saw him again. I mean, we, yeah. we weren't like close personal friends yeah. or anything with him, but we, we followed him on American Idol. And of course we kind of lost track of him. So I was really shocked <laughs> when I found him down here with you. And I was like, and Toby's like, do you remember? And I was like, yes, maybe. Yes. <laughs> So I'm like super proud of him. He's awesome. Yeah, it's it's funny. I've I like you just mentioned. I didn't know he was on American Idol. He was on yeah, he, season nine. I, I was like, holy made, crap! I don't think he made it past Hollywood. No, he was Did in he? the he was in there. He made like the top sixteen, I believe. Yeah, but he did. But I don't remember him yeah. going to. 
He wasn't I mean, toward the were, end, yeah. I have a feeling that was more from uh, them just not being able to handle him. But yeah, but uh, yeah, he was really good. I was looking oh, at yeah. a couple of those. He redid uh, Kelly Clarkson's uh, "Since You've Been Gone." He I'm would like, not oh. be the superstar he is today if he was not good. Yeah, come on. Um, I loved his videos. That's where I found him first. Yes, was Beauty and the Beats. Uh, yes. His parodies on the different songs, the stuff. Uh, with Disney, because Todrick loves Disney. Yes, he does. Uh, and side note, as long as they haven't stopped it, he's, he was tapped to do the new parade music, was he not? Uh, he did. He did oh, the he music did. for the new parade in Disneyland before yeah. the COVID shutdown. That's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, yes, ma'am, moving <laughs> on up. Yep. And uh, he came kind of into the mainstream of the more of the mainstream in uh, for season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. He came in as a choreographer. Yeah. And then him and RuPaul started to do collaborations mm -hmm. like on his album uh, and that for Straight Out of Oz. Mm -hmm. um, oh, my God. The music video they did together. Uh, for uh, Low. For Low. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is one of my favorite videos. Dim Beats is actually really good, too. RuPaul doing the uh, DJ. Um, but yeah, and he was in, he was on Broadway too. Yep. He started with, uh, Fantasia Barino. He was in, uh, Kinky Boots. Kinky Boots. He was in Chicago. He was in Waitress. He was in Memphis. I did not know he was in Waitress. Yeah. He was in Color Purple. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm like, he's... I knew about Kinky Boots and, um, the other one. Uh, what, which one did you say? Color Purple? No. Um, Chicago? Chicago. Yeah. But I didn't know about the others. Yeah. But yeah, he is he's fantastic. We I love him. His his music is so good. This uh his last album's House Party that he did. I live so good. Album. Nails uh nails, hair, hips, heels, wig, mm -hmm. um, attention, which you heard yes. earlier. Uh he's he's got some great bops. I'm like, it's it's amazing. It, I like when we when I find someone who is obviously going to push a music genre in a new in a new direction. Mm -hmm. Like I we I did it with Lady Gaga and I loved it. And I said if this catches on, pop's gonna change. And with the introduction of all the drag queens and their music and the direction of Todrick and the mainstream acceptance of it, like you can see, you can see music starting to change again. Like mm -hmm. how many new up and coming artists have more of those club beats like almost mm -hmm. like a pose yeah. or you know like it's it, it's definitely um infusing itself into pop culture mm -hmm. and i mean maybe some people don't like that i love that i loved it when it happened with the nerdy and geek stuff yes. because it means acceptance mm -hmm. you know unfortunately it's the only way to true acceptance but uh, you know i i don't see it being bad yeah. At least for me. But yes, Todrick Hall, we love you. Yes. Thank you, ma'am, for existing. <laughs> All right. Ooh, this so, house. Holy shit. Oh, my God. This the pool. House. Hello. <laughs> All right. My turn? Yes. Okay. Who are we going to first? Ooh, who do you want to talk about? I have got them all. You you pick. All right. I will do... Um, well, I'll just I'll just start in a row. It's not like I put them in any order. <laughs> so the first one on my list I have is Christine and the Queens. Mm -hmm. Now, um, Christine, uh, their name is Eloise Adelaide Letitiaire. She, they are French. Um, Christine does have some English crossover songs. 
singer, songwriter, choreographer, dancer. They've done it all, mm -hmm. truly. This The music is 80s-influenced electropop. Um, likes to combine music with computer-based multimedia presentations. That was not them. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> uh, the, a lot of the songs, especially the more newer ones, have kind of like dark melodies, haunting vocals to them. They're very transformative, very provocative lyrics. Um, but you may know her. Like if you're a Drag Race fan, it was one of the last finales. Christine sang it though. That's what I thought yeah. that was. Uh-huh. Um, Christine likes to play with, I had to find myself where I wasn't here. With <laughs> like, so within her, within the, the music and the art, there is this play with like concepts of gender and sexuality and identity. Mm -hmm. And they love doing that their entire lives. Um, musically influenced by theatrical pop like Bowie, Laurie Anderson, dancing styles from like Michael Jackson. The uh, the original debut EP was from 2011. So they've been around for a while. Yeah. I'm going to mispronounce this. It's in French. <laughs> Named Misère, Misère Icor. Misère Icor. <laughs> Not Icor, Icor. Misericor. Misericor. There you go. <laughs> Oh, I'm taking that stuff on Duolingo and it's not helping. <laughs> uh, which in English is like mercy or mercy killing. Um, but what's really cool is like, so like, you know, you think Christine McQueen's, it's like a band or something. No, it's it's just the artist. Mm -hmm. The and the Queens is a nod to when they visited London in 2010. And they were inspired by the work of the local drag queen musicians. Like, I think it's Rusella. Rusella? at Madame Jojo's Club. Hmm. So she added the and the Queens as a tribute to those muses. Yeah. I was so. about to say, because I'm like, she, if I remember right, it was only just one person. <laughs> yes, they are only one person. I know I keep jumping back and forth. Christine likes to play with gender identity. Mm -hmm. She doesn't mind she, she doesn't mind he, doesn't mind they. Mm -hmm. But I see a lot with they mm -hmm. so i'm trying to keep it to the they because that might be more of where they are going yeah you know it's like um, got mick on uh drag race she's like you can call me he she they just as long as you call me it's true it's true <laughs> it's true um but uh definitely we got a couple songs on there for you um i tried to stick to more of the songs that have more english in them but truly even the ones that are in french they've got great beats uh get them translated real quick I'm sure there are translated lyrics somewhere. Um, and the, I mean, when we're talking some of this music, a lot of times you just have good bops mm -hmm. with no more than Justin, Timber, just, uh, 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 Justin Bieber lyrics <laughs> because we just want to dance. Yeah. But Christine is one of those types that the lyrics mean something mm -hmm. and there's art there and there's an exploration of that art. There's an exploration, like she said, or they said of that, of the gender, of identity, of sexuality, all of it, all in their music. So it's definitely like, yes, it has a beat. It's mm -hmm. a, it, there's usually slow beats. There's very few that are, um, that are uh, very, very poppy, mm -hmm. but they're very introspective. And I mean, you get some amazing storytelling in there. So definitely something to check out. Yeah. So it's my turn again. Um, now we're going to really go back. 
Because <laughs> this one, he, he's one of my favorites. Uh, he's my celebrity crush. It's forever. <laughs> I have a doll about him. I do. You still have the doll. Yes. I have an autographed uh, uh, handkerchief from uh, Hairspray. <laughs> true, true. Um, but back in the day, you know, I always wondered about him. I was a uh, big boy band uh, person, uh, especially with this. Um I'm talking about Lance Bass from NSYNC. Uh, I've always, you know, he was one of my first crushes <laughs> after, I, after I came out. And I'm just like, oh, if only. But, you know, crushes like that, you know. <laughs> like, right. like I ever had a chance to, get, you know, meet, you know. I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Lance Bass uh, came out in 2006. I thought it was earlier. But uh, he came out on the uh, the cover of People magazine, mm-hmm. and I still have that in one of my uh, trunks at home. Um, and just listening to his, uh, reading his stories and seeing what he had to go through, you know, with the boy band and all of that, it's it's something. But uh, Lance Bass is absolutely amazing. He uh, he has his own production company. Uh, actually, has two of them: Bacon and Eggs. And uh, Lance Bass Production. Okay. Um, he's actually put out a couple of movies. He did uh, On the Line with Joey Fatone, which was actually in theaters for a little while. Hmm. And he's done like a couple of documentaries on like um, uh, conversion therapy. And, I did not know that. Yeah, he's done some hard hitting ones, and it's, it's nuts. good for him. Yeah, he's a big, he's a very big activist. Yeah, he's he's one of the things I love about him too is he's. A uh, big animal lover. He fosters dogs, tries to get them homes. Mm-hmm. He loves his puppies. <laughs> um, but he he's from Mississippi. Oh, I didn't know that yeah. either. I'm not a big boy band fan, but yeah. uh, but he was mine, you know. <laughs> oh, I know. I, love, I know, but honey, I know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you don't really hear much of him singing anymore. Um, because you know, say, there's no boy bands. Yeah, but the did he, he ever do a solo album? He never did, but he was featured in a song back in 2014. Um, it was by Anise K featuring Ian Thomas, Snoop Dogg, Bella Blue, um, called "Walking on Air." Mm-hmm. And I love the song. And the thing that kills me is you can't find it on Spotify. No, the only are, only yeah. place you can find it is YouTube. Yeah, there are a lot of albums where either the artist just doesn't want it out there to be streamed or they're still working out the kinks with, you know, with uh, contracts and all. Or it could be a regional. Well, for him, it wouldn't be a regional thing because he's in America. But there are things that you wouldn't be able to listen to here, but you could listen to in a different country. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of different, you know, it sucks for us. I mean, because like, like. I think of all that music I had for mixes and on the car, mm-hmm. all those um, club hits and all of the underground techno. You can't find any of I it know. anywhere. I mean, chances are half of it was mislabeled to begin with. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. But if you went looking for this stuff, it's they're gone. That's the only thing that you have left of it was what was taken from CDs or yeah. like the CDs I have. 
of underground hits and all that mm-hmm. they don't they didn't translate that into electronic they're like this isn't going to do anything yeah but this but we the, can have rockabye lullabies of lady gaga songs i don't right. know what that's about i don't know but this one funny. um he doesn't have a big part in it mm-hmm. um but you can hear him he does have a beautiful voice by himself i wish he would put out something he always <laughs> makes me laugh because i never think he's the one that Sings the, the bass. The bass. Yeah. But he is. He's the bass. <laughs> so, but this is me. this is a little clip of uh, walking on air with his part here. Oh, it would help if I turned up the, the volume, volume now, wouldn't it? That's uh, Anise K. And then there's uh, Ian Thomas and Bella Blue and Snoop Dogg comes in later. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's funny because, like, I actually own or owned at one point the solo album for JC Chazé. It was actually a pretty good, like, undercover club hit stuff yeah. like it wasn't like the normal pop on the radio it was actually pretty good mm-hmm. and like I, I remember my friends all thought i was fucking crazy and they're like we thought you didn't i'm like i don't listen <laughs> to boy bands but have you heard this music right seriously yeah but yeah i wish he would do do some more he's like if you can you hear him in that he does have it sounds more like he was an he upper bass not yeah. a verse. no you know? no no but it, it, it he's all like when i see him i don't think his voice is gonna go that low yeah and it does but yeah he does he has a very very smooth very fluid effortless uh yeah. sound to him and then of course you know with him one of course groundbreaking moment you got to mention was his televised wedding to Michael Turchin. <laughs> because that was televised. Yeah. It was like the first gay wedding that was like posted on okay. you know, I think it was on E that did it. Uh-huh. But yeah, they showed them getting ready for the wedding. They showed the ceremony and That's everything. Cool. I'm like I like go when he, ahead. Like, he we last saw him actually in the um Rocky Horror mm-hmm. uh re uh reunion yeah. that they did on YouTube. And it was so fun to see him and the hubby on there. And mm-hmm. I was like, you're just having fun, aren't you? It was, and, it was cool. It was and then, of course, you know, he played Corny Collins on uh, Broadway in Hairspray for a while. Oh, and yeah. That's why that's I right. got the. Um, that's right. There, there was a little shop in Hollywood Studios called SIDS where you could buy movie memorabilia and that. Mm-hmm. And they had an autographed handkerchief from when oh, he was. Oh, my uh, God. I forgot about that, too. Yeah. I saw that. That's I'm like, that's totally. mine. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot you had that. That's right. From that, yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. All right. So where are we heading now? All right. I'm, Which rabbit hole? I'm going to talk about uh, a young, uh, up and coming musician called King Princess. Her name is Michaela Mulaney Strauss. 
released her debut single titled 1950 back in just February of 2018. I was reading that so wrong. I was like, what? From 1950? No, no. The song's <laughs> called 1950. She's a singer-songwriter. She plays the bass, the guitar, the piano, the drums. She's got early, she has like influences, especially in the earlier stuff of like Zeppelin and T-Rex and Jack White. She was actually a music prodigy and was offered a record deal at, at 11 years old, but mm, she turned wow. it down. Um, so she started releasing singles around 20, 2018. I shouldn't say 2018 when I'm saying other dates. <laughs> 2018, which is actually a queer anthem tweeted about from everyone from Harry Styles to Halsey. Like oh, they loved wow. it. And then she followed that up with a single called Talia around 2019-2020 and then saw the release of her full-length debut album Cheap Queen. Hmm. Um I will let I will tell you that most of this album is definitely more of an indie synth folk or indie pop sound. It's a little slower. Um in contrast there uh the single released called uh Only Time Makes It Human from just this past year is more like a dance floor anthem. Um, and it will give you life. Whoo, it is fun. <laughs> the uh, I also love the Blessed Madonna remix uh, of that song. It's like even way more fun. Oh. And, it, and it does kind of sound like Madonna. Like <laughs> it's not just like Madonna, like the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's like, it's Madonna-y. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually discovered her when she did a cover of the Velvet Underground song, Femme Fatale. Mm-hmm. You, I, you may have heard me play it a few times. I actually put it on a Probably. mix. I, I like to make mixes. And um, I put it on a mix. It just it floored me. And then after that, I found uh, a cover of a Turtles song, which actually played in our covers one called uh, It's the Turtles Happy Together. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I played it on that episode. And then from there, I've just kind of followed. I got super excited when Cheap Queen came out. Um, it, if you, indie pop, pop funk, synth pop, I can't wait to see what she comes out with next. Mm-hmm. Um, just amazing. Yeah. And it, it, what really sucks is we're, we're in a pandemic where we're, and we're starting to find all this amazing music and people are starting to just sit down and listen and we can't go to fucking conference. No. Are you flipping kidding me? <laughs> uh. All right. Check her out on the list. <laughs> all right. So, um, my next one is pretty well known. Uh, you may not know his name, but you will know the band. Um, Ooh, yeah. I'm talking about the front runner of the Scissor Sisters, mm-hmm. Jake Shears. So um, with Jake Shears, he um, actually formed the Scissor Sisters back in 2001. I'm to take your mama out on that. He, that he actually... Gave me life. That album came out right around the time I came down here for the first time. You do not know how many times that me and Shantae just lived to mm-hmm. that album. Oh my god! Yeah, but he actually formed it as a performance art stunt. Yeah, there are was... many '80s new wave bands that did the same thing. It's seriously. Yeah, and uh, one of the first singles that came out that was really popular was "Filthy Gorgeous." Oh yes, love that song. That that was our go-to when <laughs> she was just very aggravated with someone, and I was like, just remember, because they're filthy <laughs> and you're gorgeous. Um, in 2017, he uh, did his first solo. Uh, oh yeah, with uh, Creep City. Creep City. And then in 2018, fun. he was in Kinky Boots. 
Pirates. Oh, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the Scissor Sisters, he is so much fun. The videos they put out. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Like, for Let's Have a Kiki. <laughs> him just standing there, snapping in the background. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that might be one. I, I, I've seen the video for that one and the one for Take Your Mama. Um, it's so hard to see music videos nowadays, yeah. and it has been for quite some time. It's you all on YouTube. It's got to be on YouTube. Yeah, that I um, think that's what I miss the most about old logo is that remember I would tape the blocks where they would just do all the new music videos, mm -hmm. and then you could just go through them between them and Fuse. Mm -hmm. I, it was like magnificent, and I ain't got any of that no more. Yeah, um, I don't feel like dancing. Love that I song. Um, one that really got me started with the really loving them was Any Which Way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Any Which Way. I, I have the one that take the first album. I actually have it on vinyl. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, um, you know, they've been, they've put out other ones in that. Um, I loved, like I said, Let's Have a Kiki is one of my favorites. Oh, that's... Especially man, when it that rains. that really kind of put them on the map, especially once they put it in Glee. And oh, all. God. Like, that, all of a sudden, everyone when they, knew Scissor Sisters. When they mixed um, uh, <laughs> Let's Have a Kiki with uh, Turkey Time, or what, what was it? Dude, uh, Tom the Turkey. Or... <laughs> Do you know how long ago but, that was? And then I stopped but, watching that show. And... Um, you know, shout out to Animatronic. Love her. Mm -hmm. um, and then the fact that you know, on Glee, they had just Sarah Jessica Parker do Animatronic's part from Let's Have a Kiki. <laughs> it was fun. It was. Uh... But, you know, it's it's funny. I It was funny. Definitely love that. But, yeah, and then I really funny. hate this. <laughs> I hate, the one thing I hate is they were on tour as the opening act for Kylie Minogue and the tour never came here. They, they were, it was actually for the Lay Follies tour and we got a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got a, a stripped down version of the real thing too. I mean, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. I love the concert yeah. and I, you know, check off the bucket list. I got to see her live, but <laughs> Come on. I know. I would have loved to have seen them live. Yeah. That'd be fine. Oh you want to do that one? Mm -hmm. That's fine. Yeah. So we're, we're going to do one that me and Crystal both love. Mm -hmm. She 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 knew her first. I, I've fallen in line because she's just absolutely banging. Yes. The one, the only, Big Frida. Queen of the bounce. Yes. Uh, I... I didn't really know about her much until she just randomly popped up into Drag Race. And I look, I asked Chris, I'm like, who is that? And she's like, you don't know who Big Frida is? I'm like, who? Well, to be fair, Bounce is not exactly, even though Bounce has a pop aspect to it, it's got a lot of hip hop and rap to it. It's just not usually your scene, mm -hmm. but I listen to it a lot. So that, that I was actually very surprised that you fell in love with it as yeah. much as you did. Well, and, and not to mention, it's not just um, the music, but I fell in love with Frida. Oh God, 100%. When she had Frida that show, was it on VH1 that she had yeah. it? Yeah. No, 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 no. It was on a uh, Fuse. Fuse. Yeah, and you could follow her life in that. I'm like, oh, I mm -hmm. love this girl. <laughs> no, I love. Now, you can actually still, if you follow Big Frida, if you want to follow Big Frida, 
um, cause I do on, uh, Facebook and mm-hmm. she does, she does Sunday brunches mm-hmm. where she cooks and they sing and they do, they're trying, they're trying to keep it, uh, to where her and her dancers can, can work mm-hmm. and get money, um, for doing their jobs, but to still stay, stay safe for the, the pandemic. Right. So, um, I mean, follow her. You can see her live and, from there and she can turn some looks. Ooh, honey, shabby. Oh my God. Her hair. Oh my gosh. She she's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit on Big Frida. Um, now Big Frida has become a little bit more popular now. Everyone's trying to work with her. She's been her music's in commercials. Yes, <laughs> but she is a veteran of the New Orleans music scene um, and went kind of national around 2010. Um, she she specializes in a form of music that's called bounce music. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she is, she is working her ass off <laughs> to bring it to the mainstream masses. And it is succeeding. And I'm very happy for that. Yes. She grew up a fan of Sylvester, uh, Michael Jackson, Patti LaBelle. And she actually started all the way back in 1998 when she joined, um, drag queen and bounce artist, Katie Red's posse. Mm. Um, she now real quick. Yes. Um, now we keep saying she, um, Big Frida goes by either. She, she will respond to she or so, but she's not transgender. Uh, not that she has ever revealed. No, no. Yeah. She is a man. She would, um, you could say he or she, like I said, Big Frida has said that she goes against either one. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of a gender fluid Fluid, thing where that it's just her style. It's just who she is. Yeah. Um, she she's too fabulous for one. Oh God, yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, but the big thing with uh, one of the things that made her a pioneer is okay, bounce music is a lot like uh, hip hop and rap, where you mix and mm-hmm. you mix in old songs with the new to make what you rap over. And this is this is a staple in 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 that sort of music scene. Um, you usually do mixtapes. You put them out there. Uh, sometimes you get in trouble from using music you shouldn't, but it that is where some of the issues are coming up now where people are saying, you know, I want to go, uh, you know, I'm going to sue Mickey Minaj. I'm going to sue this. I'm going to say, but it's also a part of that culture where mm-hmm. they use snippets of songs to incorporate, to help make the new song and then get their brand out there. And then from there, when they get picked up and they get money, then they come out their, with their new thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Frida did something different. Frida made Frida made her own mixtape music. She just took her old songs or things that she had rapped on, so she wouldn't have to pay anyone mm-hmm. and she wouldn't get in trouble, and then used that to mix for the new ones. And it, it I mean, it's, it's flipping amazing. Now, now it could be a little bit different because now she's got money coming in and everything else, like she can afford if she wanted to. But it's such a brand for her at this point. Why would you? Mm-hmm. You've you started something unique and amazing. Why would you do that? Um, but yeah, so you might have recognized her from some songs. Like she did one with Lizzo called Karaoke. It was right around the time Lizzo started blowing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I hit that right at the right time because remember, <laughs> remember I played that song, What the hell my phone? Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where she came from. And then right after that, karaoke came out, and then like Lizzo totally blew up. Right. Um, you can also hear her featured on Beyonce's song Formation. She's had a single out with Diplo and DJ Snake called Drop. That one is fun. <laughs> um, and now uh, a little bit more um 
a little bit more current, uh, she was with Icona, Icona Pop, with mm -hmm. Louder. That's a great one. Yes. You mentioned her with RuPaul. Yeah, Peanut, Peanut Butter. butter. That one. Um, and of course, mo most recently, Kesha. Mm -hmm. Chasing Rainbows. Props and, to Kesha. Uh, and Raising Hell. And, I mean, that is really where she's starting to really shine because Kesha, mm -hmm. there, there was some animosity early on because for as much as she helped boost Diplo and Beyonce by bringing bounce to those songs, mm -hmm. they, there has been some animosity saying that they did not give her, 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 her due, mm -hmm. you know, for what they did. But Kesha, Kesha is like, nope, bitch, you're coming on stage with me. <laughs> you're performing with me. Um, I have seen her at uh, Jazz Fest a number of times. I, I really want to see her in a regular club. I think it would be fucking amazing. Oh, I'd, I'll be right there with you. We'll, we'll be the two white people in there. I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, definitely the earlier stuff, you're going to hear more rapping. Some of the newer stuff, she's starting to sing a little bit more too. Um, it's definitely very different than anything you may have listened to if you're if you're not into those different types of styles of music. Uh, but I highly, highly, highly recommend checking her out and all of her stuff out. Uh, you, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Yeah. Um, one, the one that really got me uh, into this uh, was on one of her albums is um, Third War, Third, Third War, War Bounce. Bounce and Rent. Those, I oh love my God, Rent. the Rent one was good. <laughs> um, I loved when I first started listening to her and I was listening to the album and she is Big Frida, Dark Wing Diva. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I love, I love, and I love, I flip anytime she makes an appearance on Drag Race. Mm -hmm. My favorite one is when, uh, from All Stars 2, when uh, Alyssa and Alaska were doing the Whatever Happened to Baby JJ? And Frida comes in as the nurse. And they, her and Alaska, Alaska starts singing, and Frida jumps in. And she goes, You already know. And she's like, I work alone. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love Big Frida. And if you are ever in New Orleans, I I can't remember the area it's in, but you can Google this. There is an area in, it's kind of like the Bohemian um, city part where a lot of younger kids and it's not uh, third ward, is it? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's not third ward. It's literally, it's a, a uh, my dad even said, he was like, if you, He's like, if you were living home, I see you live in this area. I don't remember the area's name, but you can find a mural of her on, uh, I don't know if it's on a garage, like a warehouse garage door. Beautiful graffiti, uh, like spray paint graffiti mural and all her glory. Uh, uh, Marini? Marini. That's it. Marini. That's it. <laughs> um, we had one, uh, maybe about a year or two ago when I was and at home. And Bywater. Yes. Uh, dad was I was in the car with my parents and my dad was driving us around. We were just, I hadn't been home in a while and I was just taking everything in and we happened to pass it. And I was like, son of a bitch, there it is. There it is. I've oh yeah. It. Frenchman street. That's mm -hmm. I've walked down that street yes. with uh, Matthew. Yes. yes. If you are ever in the area of visiting, go check it out. It's beautiful. It's a, uh, it's, it's truly a, a work of art to see. Um, I, I love it. I don't, I don't know who did it. I do not know who the artist is, but it's cool. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a little break and then we'll come back and do some of our history lesson. Yeah. So we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Chris here. 
We'd like to remind you that you can keep up with us outside of the podcast by following us on Twitter at It's MRW Podcast or just search for My Random World. I like to post updates, pictures, and just some random stuff. Also, if you'd like to influence the show, shoot us an email at MyRandomWorldMail, M-A-I-L, at gmail.com. You can send us show ideas, suggestions, some random questions, or just a shout-out, and we'll work it into the show. We would love to hear from you guys. Now, back to the shenanigans. We're queer. <laughs> We're back. Back, back, back again. They're back. <laughs> and they're front. Caroline. Caroline. <laughs> Don't go in the water, Caroline. Sorry. All right. So we're back from our little break. Uh, now we're going to go into a little bit of a history lesson. Not really, but uh, just some uh, popular ones that have been out beforehand. So yeah. uh, ones that we love from the past that, that are more mainstreamish. Yeah, things that kind of uh, brought us to where we are today. Mm -hmm. Some of our, our, our own history that I feel like maybe gets overlooked that maybe people don't know are there or maybe have been forgotten mm -hmm. uh we're not talking about you know go go listen to share go listen to yeah. you know we the, not the, the allies yeah not the <laughs> allies and certainly not not even like melissa etheridge everyone yeah. still knows everyone still listens mm -hmm. but maybe these could be a few that you you didn't know were there or maybe you you passed them by not knowing who they really were mm -hmm. yeah like uh one i really didn't know that they that they were, you know, a gay band until later in life, but uh, B-52s. Seriously? I, I'm like, when I Funny. heard her, I, you know, I, you know, but fully, but I kind of, you know, I about Fred, but I didn't know about the others. I did not know that seven, like pretty much like 85% of the original band was. Yeah. Like four of the five original band members were part, were, were family. And I, yeah. that I did not know too, but. Yeah, I'm like, you can kind of tell, you can tell with Fred, <laughs> you know, but. But like I didn't know that the that they had more than that. I was just like, oh, that's true. So we are talking about uh, what they term party band, mm -hmm. the B fifty twos, and I actually have been a fan of them my whole life. They're actually a group that my dad loves, and I grew up listening to their music with my dad. He they used to go to, and I may have mentioned this before, but they used to do. New Year's Eve parties in New Orleans mm -hmm. um, and doing like the college scene and stuff like that. And there'd be free shows. Like you just yeah. got to go find it. And he would go out and find them and go <laughs> to it. They were this, they're this crazy kooky band and they are a little bit more well-known on this list than some of the other ones. Uh, they're still touring. Yeah. They don't want to make any more albums, but they <laughs> tour and they are so, I mean, I've, seen them i don't know how many times I, they're I, crazy they're fun i got to see them once when i were when i first started at disney um we were doing the mission space opening and they performed at the stage in front of the fountain mm -hmm. and i was uh you know doing crowd control and i was just like oh this is awesome <laughs> i i kind of credit my the my musical taste now has a lot to do with what my dad immersed me in growing up mm -hmm. we we had oh everything. yeah my mom i me mean and my mom are the same he, way it was so funny because now nowadays he pretty much only listens to new wave 
pop and some classic stuff. He doesn't really listen to as much as he used to. Mm-hmm. He just kind of sticks to those three radio stations <laughs> on Sirius XFM. Um, but growing up, we had everything. We had Zeppelin. We had Queen. We had the B fifty twos. We had Springsteen. We had Billy Joel. We had a plethora. I mean, even stuff like he had a Tina Turner album in there. He had a Michael Jackson album in there. <laughs> Things that I never really even thought he would have ever. Now he was also part of a vinyl club, but he kept them and yeah. he played them and he played them with us all the time. And so I really, he is really the reason why I am so eclectic in my tastes. Yeah. But, um, um, but we hit big beefy. We always, mm-hmm. and the private Idaho um, album mm-hmm. is like my all time. That was, that was the one that we always played. Yeah. I, I first heard them uh, in the nineties, of course, with love shack, love shack, Rome. Yep. Yeah. And then shiny uh, happy people with uh, REM. And then back to uh, private Idaho rock lobster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Yes. Um, so if anyone has never heard of B-52s or never just didn't really know what they were, they are technically the first American New Wave uh, act, and they were the first ones to break through the mainstream and have been one of the biz- biggest success stories for like an underground music scene in America. And of course, they're from the 70s. They See, go all the way back I to the always 70s. thought of them as a late 80s, early no, 90s no, band no, no, until no, no. later I have in some life. Of their like, earlier, I have some of their earlier stuff too. Yeah. And it, I mean, I don't, it, I'm trying to remember. I don't think it was like as early as back as like 71, 72. You're hitting, you're, you're talking about the crossover time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, they are, they have quirky lyrics, random art noise, uh, 60s pop, vintage soul. Uh, they, they uh, like Spotify calls it a kaleidoscope of pop culture, and that's exactly what it is. You yeah. know, Planet Claire, Rock Lobster. Some of these songs yeah. are ingrained in society. They play everywhere. If you heard it, you would know it. Um, I, I remember when I was real little. 1979 did, was their first see, album. See, right around. Um, Shiny Happy People, right? Because mm-hmm. I was pretty young when that came out. They played it. Um, what's her face? The redhead. Fuck. What's her name? I don't remember. Uh, but the main, the, the one of the two main girl singers, mm-hmm. the redhead. She's the one that sings "Shiny Happy People" with REM. I had no clue at that time. I was still so young that she was actually part of the B-52s. I I hadn't been. I wasn't old enough to distinguish the fact that. Her voice is on the B-52's album, not the R.E.M. <laughs> albums, because we also listened to a lot of R.E.M. My dad loved R.E.M. Uh, Kate. Kate, thank you. And they they did the song for Sesame Street. They had with the it was called Shiny Happy Monsters. And for the li- for the longest time, I thought that that was the band, that all of them were the one band. And then my finally, my dad, I asked my dad something, and he goes, "The what?" And then he had to like blow. You know, <laughs> like, no, what are you talking about? Nope, she's not part of that band. It was just a crossover hit. And and then, she, you know, she's part of this band instead. Yeah. But I, I do, I loved, I loved it. It was Shiny Happy and, Monsters. They sang it with all the monsters on Sesame Street. It was so much fun. And then, of course, fun fact, they gave RuPaul uh, her first music video role. Because mm-hmm. she Love was Shack. in Love Shack. 
love that. That video played all the damn time, mm-hmm. even more than Rome. Like, because Rome played a lot too. Yeah. But like every everyone always wanted to play Love Shack. And all <laughs> of the when you would do the VH1, like like uh, all the lists of the top this or the top one hundred, it's always in one of those. Yep. Oh God, you did not grow up in the eighties <laughs> or nineties and not have seen some of those videos all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, we'll bring it to another one that we've actually got to see in concert, which was very happy, was uh, Tegan and Sarah. Yay! Yes. This one got me into Tegan and Sarah. Yes. <laughs> of course. As you did most of the stuff on here. <laughs> I think I, probably a good bit of you, I, I varied on whether or not I wanted to put them on here because they have recently gotten um, decently popular down here. They are, of course, the Canadian twins. Uh, they are both lesbians. Uh, they, but they started back in 1998. Um, but like what, like five to eight years ago, I think mm-hmm. they they had a hit crossover from one of the Lego movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like everything is awesome. I think is what yeah. it was called, and it kind of put them back on the map on our, the American music scene back f- from before when they they had a little bit of success crossing over here, kind of like uh, in the indie female folk kind of little fair scene, which is where I first uh, found about them. And so when they crossed over again um, from that pop song, they decided, well, let's go a lot more pop. Let's try, you know, let's venture into this new sound. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It's still Tegan and Sarah. It's, but it, it is more dance floor, mm-hmm. fun, upbeat pop that you would hear on American radio. And they've made two albums at least of that sound. And so, yeah, they toured with fun. That yeah, was not we, so much fun. But. We uh, actually bought the tickets for that just to see them. Yeah, they were actually opening <laughs> act for fun, and we actually bought the tickets just to go see them. We're not we're not really big fun fans, um, but uh, they were amazing. We went to UCF to see them. We had a ton of fun, mm-hmm. uh, and then we stayed for I think one or two songs by fun, and then we left. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it, they're amazing, yeah. and if you. If you like more of that that 90s to early 2000s uh, girl indie sound, mm-hmm. I sure do. And I actually discovered them back when I was in college. And that's that's where it was with, um, I think it's called The Business of Art or The Art of Business. I might have flipped it around. And I put some songs from back in those the days The Business on of Art. The Business of Art. I have that one of them too. <laughs> um, this album became an anthem for me. <laughs> I played this album all the time and some of their other ones later on, like the con and all superstar closer freedom proud. Uh, I, the it's walking with the ghost, walking with the ghost. It's not on that one, but that is an amazing song. It's not more produced like the newer ones are it. A lot of it's just them and their instruments. It's a lot more singer songwriter, but it is still kind of poppy. Um, this, yeah. Yeah. All right. This is your history. Yes. All right. We'll hit up two more and then we'll get, uh, do another couple ones before Screw we go. You. So, <laughs> so, right, uh, how about we talk about Mr. Lou Reed? Yeah. Um, definitely, to be honest, I think we should say a little bit on all of these because this <laughs> is true. So, we have, okay. So, on here, the last four, I got rid of a couple. We have our Placebo, T-Rex, The Gossip, and Lou Reed, okay? We're trying to go through them a little bit longer because I'm long-winded and I keep pushing us back. (laughs) Lou Reed is someone that you need to know. 
Okay. Lou Reed is a singer songwriter. Uh, think back. We're talking Andy Warhol days all the way to now glam rock folk rock. Uh, he has hit all right. Noise confessional proto-punk jazz infused rock. When you think of Lou Reed, this is what I think of. Lou Reed is to early rock glam and art pop as Bob Dylan is to folk rock. That is what this man is. Mm -hmm. He is an amazing lyricist. He tells amazing stories. It's, it's simple, um, melodies mm -hmm. like, like Bill Withers, like the Beatles. It's nothing too complicated. The complexity is in the lyrics, it's yeah. in the stories. He's extremely influential, but he never achieved a longstanding start like superstardom. So like, again, like another Bob Dylan where you like, you should know his name. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people do know Bob Dylan's name because a yeah. lot of artists are big Bob Dylan yeah. fans. Bob Dylan, David Bowie. You know. Yes. Um, but he never, like he, he would get a little bit of like mainstream fame and then he, you know, come back down. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, he was also part of the Velvet Underground, which is another iconic glam rock era band that right. you should know. He has worked with Bowie. Bowie was a big fan of his. Um, I I liken it to like if you wanted to hear a bard sing to you on like a <laughs> common folk streets level of what time was back in the day of like Andy Warhol and those scenes and those clubs and the under, like the underbelly, but not the underbelly, basically mm -hmm. the queer scene back then. Okay. Yeah. This is who, this is who you're going to listen to. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's raw. It's got melody to it, but it's extremely raw. It's extremely truthful. It's in your face. He doesn't mince words. Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to get and, and that's another thing because he does so many different styles on his albums. You might like one or two albums, but then you're going to like, oh, that's not really my style. And that's okay. Yeah. But you don't give up on everything that he does because the next album might be something different, yeah. which is really cool. But you, I mean, you need to know your Lou Reed. Like mm -hmm. you, you know, there, he inspires a lot of artists even today. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on from that. Gossip. You want to do the gossip? Yes. Okay. So we're going to talk about the gossip. The gossip is a uh, newer one, similar to Tegan and Sarah. Mm -hmm. I think a lot. They are now just gossip. Yeah. Um. Although they haven't made, they actually haven't made an album since Joyful Noise. Yeah. Which I was uh, obsessed with them when I found out about them. That is a you can, album. Um, Crystal can vouch for this. One night I was just sitting on the couch, had my headphones in, just going through all of their all the songs and she's like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, okay, I'm yep. still listening. <laughs> this is another group that I discovered. Uh, I don't remember if it was when I was in college or when I had just come down here, mm -hmm. the early days when they were called the gossip, uh, they sat, they sounded more like a college punk type style band, a garage rock band um, would be a really good way to describe them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then they've been together for about two decades and they've matured that they've added disco pop R and B. They still keep their essence to it. And of course they're fronted by this amazing singer. Beth Beth Ditto. Ditto. Oh. I mean, massive voice, mm -hmm. amazing in your face personality. I mean, when you think of a garage Bach band uh, fronted by a woman or a punk band fronted by a woman, this yeah. is someone who you're going to think about. She's got, um, and she also has a solo. She's a lesbian, out and proud. 
Uh, and she does have her own. Um, I don't know if she's got two, but she's got one sugar. I, I own it. Mm-hmm. Sugar something. Sugar rush. Sugar can't. Some with sugar in it. I'm really bad today with the names. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but it's oh, she's such a fucking powerhouse and is absolutely amazing. She has she's a big girl. She has crazy fashion sense. Mm-hmm. She doesn't give a shit. Um, if you can find some of their live stuff, like I was obsessed with, uh, her version of, uh, it was a garage punk anthem called, uh, swing low down low. And she infused the song with the, the hymn swing low, swing chariot. I loved it. I loved her. Um, love, uh, love long distance pop goes the world. Um, my Favorite, favorite though, which I could listen to on an endless loop, is moving the right moving direction. In the right direction. I love. Uh, get a job. One of my <laughs> favorite songs that they did was "Standing in the Way of Control." Like mm-hmm. I have, there is a mix I worked on. I might still be working on it called "Rebel Rebel," and uh, it's it's all like rebellious type music. And like one of the first ones I put on there, I was like, Mm-mm, "Standing in the Way of Control" is going on this. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Um, but definitely, if you like that kind of music, go check them out early, newer. It doesn't matter. And when I say newer, I mean 2012 because <laughs> she's kind of doing her own thing right now. I hope they get back together. All right. I'm going to go through the next two very quickly. I don't know if you even know them. I uh, don't you believe might. so. Um, so the other two I'm going to go is, and it's because they're different genres. One is placebo. All right. Anyone who listens to any sort of like 90s alt rock, sort of punkish, uh, British scene back in the day, uh, you might know who Placebo is. If you know the, the movie Velvet Goldmine, eh. watch it, please. Love it. With caution, not with kids. <laughs> uh, That's an understatement. Uh, they're they're <laughs> in that movie. They are a fictional band called the Flaming Creatures. Uh, they redid T-Rex's song 20th Century Boy for it. Mm. They have been called the glam version of Nirvana and have mm. and are influ- influenced by Nirvana, Pixie, Sonic Youth, and Smashing Pumpkins. So you can understand where their music's going to be. Okay. Bowie was also a very big fan of theirs. He had popped up at a concert or two to play with them on stage and asked them to play at his 50th birthday party bash. So he was a huge fan of theirs. Um, They have, like I said, they covered T-Rex's song. Um, Their music, it stays pretty, pretty alt rock punk. They do get some glam rock in there as well. I don't even, I don't think they're still recording today. Some of, some of them have left the, the band and they've persevered. Um, but they definitely, if you like that kind of music, uh, this is, this is who you, who you want to listen to. They're also on the Cruel Intentions soundtrack. If you remember that movie, um, every me and every you, which is an anth like it's an anthem for me too. Like I, I have been singing that song for the last three weeks. <laughs> I love it. And the other big one I kind of wanted to point out was T-Rex. It's classic glam rock, <clears throat> Mark Bolin, 1960s. Started out in a pre-punk sounding band called John's Children, which then led him to the band Tyrannosaurus Rex, which shortened once they become glam rock idols to T-Rex. And you guys know, like, these songs, you've heard these songs in movies. 20th Century Boy, Electric Warrior, Bang a Gong, Get It On, uh, Children of the Revolution. Okay. You know, if you've seen any sort of pop culture type movie, if you've seen 
Moulin Rouge, if you've seen <laughs> yes. um, Velvet Goldmine, if you have seen Dark Shadows with Johnny Depp, anything like that. Um, even more mainstream stuff. Anything that probably is 70s in feel probably has one of his songs on there. This mm -hmm. man paved the way, like Lou Reed's, and all around the same time. In fact, I think Lou Reed's worked on Electric Warrior with them. Um, so know your history. Check these out. You're, it, 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 it will blow. It will make the newer stuff sound even richer when you know where it comes from. All right. And that is your lesson for the day. <laughs> okay. All right. So now we're going to Why don't just you kinda... talk? Because I've been talking a lot and I'm sure yeah. everyone's like, look, shut up, bitch. So we're done. Um, I'm just going to do a, a quick bit on this because I don't, I don't know a whole lot about her other than, you know, what you have. But um, I do enjoy her every now and then. Uh, oh, Betty. Miss Betty Who. Mm -hmm. um, I, the first song I ever heard of her was Somebody Loves You. I love oh, really? that song, mm. and I would love to have had it played at my wedding if I oh. would have a big wedding. But the first time I heard this was when the whole thing of flash mobs and flash mob proposals came around back in 2017. Oh, yeah. And there was this really popular one of the this uh, these two guys, uh, this one guy proposing to his boyfriend in a Home Depot to this song. Is that what it, I did not know what this ma flash mob was? Like yeah. my first thing for her was Mama Say, and then you were like, "Have you heard this person called Betty Who?" And then you played <laughs> me when she redid the cover to um, "I Love You Always Forever," and I was like, "That's the girl who does Mama Say." Like, <laughs> and then um, <coughs> oddly enough, she's she does the uh, the theme song for Queer Eye. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that at all. Yeah, she did it for the the new season. Um, so it's, you know, it's not the original one, but. Oh, yeah, that's her. It's <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> that is, yeah, that is definitely her. <laughs> I mean, some fun info on her. Um, she is a trained cellist since four. She studied with Charlie Puth oh, wow. in school, believe it or not. <laughs> Um, and then just from there, I, you know, she's been making albums since 2014. It, for me, I guess we really didn't really start hearing her until like, what, when did Mama Say come out? I think somewhere around 2016, 2017-ish, maybe, um, maybe. But that's when uh, we 2017. really, yeah, that's when we really started hearing her get some airplay, um, I don't know why it took so long. You know, it, it's fun. It's amazing. It is, it is pop. I mean, it is bubblegummy dream pop. The newer stuff, she's starting to incorporate a little bit more dreamy, some R&B kind of backbeats and all. Yeah. Um, so it is sounding a little bit more modern, but uh, this is sugar-coated bubblegum pop, but it's fun. It's really good. She's got some great lyrics. The new stuff, I mean, one of my favorites on the new album is language. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Well. So, uh, okay. So we're going to try and cut this off at an hour and a half or less. I cut some more things off my list. I'm sorry. You can't ask a music fanatic <laughs> to not talk. Keyword fanatic. Music. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking about music. Um, okay. So 
Next one I'm going to bring up. They're not new, um, but they're definitely, what's really funny about this group is you probably would recognize a few of their songs because they tend to be featured in commercials, but they've never made it to superstardom. And it's probably because they are a, a modern psychedelic art pop type band. And this is, I'm talking of, called Of Montreal. So they've been starting back in 1996. Their latest uh, uh, album was called You Are Fun or You're Fun. It was released just this past year. If you want to like kind of know about like some of the music, if you don't really understand what I meant by like art pop or modern psychedelic or modern glam rock, um, they're part of what's called the Elephant Six Collective, which was associated with bands like Apples and Stereo, a neutral milk hotel. So if you are into those a little bit more deep cuts, it, early indie bands, uh, like in the late 90s and early 2000s, you're going to know what that means. What's really cool about them, is, uh, one, is just their, their lyrical stylings. Like, I am an English girl at heart. I majored in English. I love lyrics. You could tell a good story. You get good wordplay. I'm there. They do different inspirations for all their different albums. So uh, Lousy with Sylvie and Breyer was a self-imposed isolation experiment where they were influenced by Sylvia Plath, Grateful Dead, Neil Young, and the Flying Burrito Brothers. All right. Then their next record. The Flying Burrito Brothers? The Flying Burrito Brothers. It's, it's an early, like, 60s, 70s rock band that some of the, the Eagles are from. Okay. You said burrito, right? Yes. Flying Burrito <laughs> Brothers. It's, I was it's, like, either burrito or burrino. No, I burrito. Like, <laughs> and if you know 70s rock, you will know that band. Um, their record, Orient Gloom, was influenced by mid to late 70s music scene in New York, like the Talking Heads and Zeppelin. Um, with Innocent Reaches, you start hitting um, like EDM incorporated into the mix. They are crazy. They are fun. It's another one of those. You might not like this album, but you're going to love these two albums. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of them. I personally own Share Lustrous Doomings, which is a live set uh, from 2015. The Controller Sphere from 2011, which is kind of like Psychedelia meets Industrial Rock, which mm -hmm. is really cool. And 2004's... Uh, Sequilicot Asleep in the Poppies, a variety of whimsical verse, which is a lot of nods like the 50s and 60s boy bands, early Beatles, stuff like that. It, it, They are a trip. Literally, it's like listening to a trip half the time. <laughs> the lyrics are amazing, but you have to like this kind of stuff. This is, this is definitely a band where you're either going to love them or you're going to not like that kind of a style. Like, mm -hmm. this is not something you just put on the background and you're okay with it. <laughs> you really have to be into it. Or you might have to be in a certain type of mood. But I highly recommend you guys just trying it out. Mm -hmm. You never know. Try a few of them out. I put some of my personal favorites that aren't a little aren't too, too weird on there on the list. Uh, from Athens, Georgia, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, I found them out like five or six years ago. I don't know how I discovered them. I just, I don't know. One day I was playing shit and I was like, what's this? And I went, Ooh, what's this? Like, all right. So that's one. Do you want to talk about cakes? Do you want me to go on? Um, just a, I, just a quick mention of them. Um, I went and listened to this uh, the other day because it sounded interesting. I was like, Oh, okay. It's an artist called cakes to killer. Um, but the, the two songs that I kind of saw was, um, uh, I see you. And Dondada, mm -hmm. 
Dondada, I yeah. love because it sounds like something from the ball scene that you would uh, hear on Pose. Yes. I'm like, I, I'm going to have to go and listen to some other of this. Yes. Cakes Tequila is a club hip hop rap um, genre. Uh, Richard Bat- Batch. Badshaw or Bradshaw, I might have gotten the R in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooklyn-based rapper who fuses hip-hop house and electronic dance together. Uh, he is credited for the current queer trend acceptance in the rap community. That's huge. That's awesome. That's that. I mean, seriously. Started in 2011 and 2012, came up through like your regular paths, like mixtapes, online popularity, got mm-hmm. signed. Um, his influences are, and I love this. Erica Badu, Busta Rhymes, Remy Ma, Lil Kim, Foxy Brown, Nicki Minaj, Bette Midler. <laughs> I love it. Like, absolutely love it. Um, Shows he's got range. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he's definitely, he's taking, like, hip-hop club music to that mm-hmm. next scene. He's infusing the ballroom music, the, the ball music to it. Um, you've got those those beats from the from the ball dance floor, the voguing, the mm-hmm. bragging rights, and you hear that all in his music. He just infuses it with like rapid fire rhymes, and it's just amazing. And you will live for it. And mm-hmm. uh, that that yeah, definitely. It, it was pleasantly surprising. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I, I put it on there, and I was like, I think he's gonna like this one. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I was happy when I found him. Okay, so. Uh, Two to listen to talk about before I end with LP, <laughs> which we can both talk about. Okay, so one, and this is really funny because this this is actually the artist which started this whole thing with uh, with my idea of doing something like this for a podcast. Um, this artist, Perfume Genius, I started listening to him, I don't know, a year or two ago, something like that. Uh, maybe a little bit longer. I don't know. But uh, I started, it started me on this path and I was like, I want to share this kind of music with people. Like people, how do you not know that this stuff is out there? Mm -hmm. This is just like all the other stuff, but you're not listening to him because he's queer. Like, (laughs) I don't understand this. And so it really got me into that mindset of like, who else do we need to like start saying, listen to them. Yeah. Seriously, listen to them. This is good music. This is amazing music. This is music. Some of these artists that are that are in this list, a few of them have now become iconic, but some of them are so good that I could see them being the icons that for future generations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Perfume Genius is I, I can only describe it as uh, the same. I thought the same thing when I read from Pitchfork too. Baroque pop bar. I call him, I call it Baroque pop. It's what it sounds like. If it's not Baroque, don't, <laughs> don't fix, it. fix it. His name's Michael Alden or Alden Alden um, Hadreus. Um, and he explores topics uh, including sexuality, his personal str- struggle with Crohn's disease, domestic abuse, and dangers faced by the gay community in contemporary society. He is not brand new, brand new, but he is newer. And I think only recently he's really started to get some some play that I've seen um, out and about. Um, what I loved was I was reading this article and they described his sound. And it was beautiful. It was like perfect. His described the sound as disruption being beautiful and music to both fight and make love to. <laughs> and it is him to a T. That is exactly what it is. The latest album that was released just this past year is Set My Heart on Fire Immediately, and it's definitely more rock sound to it. It's earlier stuff. It's a little bit more ethereal and out-of-body sounding. It's it's piano 
sound signing sounding. <laughs> um, that's what happens when I start hurrying up. Um, it's more piano and electronica, that, that, that sort of sound. Um, these are not albums that you dance to, mm -hmm. you know, they, they do have some, some swaying beat to some of the songs, but these, Just chill these are chill, listen, slow it down, do some introspection. Um, have a cup of tea. They're, I, they're, <laughs> oh, they're perfume genius is amazing. He is a genius. Um, absolutely 100%. Um, explore his catalog. Um, I just want to give a quick little shout out for this one because mm -hmm. it won't take too long. Is oh, oh, um, yes. we talked a moment, but Orville Peck. Mm -hmm. He's a qualified as a alternative country musician. Country. It's country, he, but he brings it. He brings some interesting stuff. No, to it, you though. are true. It is not. It is not like your typical. It's not always your typical country, even yeah. though it still sounds like. Um, he. Uh, he, you can recognize him immediately because he wears a fringed face mask. That deep voice. Um, because he wants, he's kind of pulling a Sia where he wants the music yeah. to speak for itself. Um, you say that, but then you you use something that winds up becoming immediately yeah. identifiable. That's like that's like Gaga going. It's not about the sunglasses. It's about the music. <laughs> Bitch, you know it's about the sunglasses too, and yeah. you know it's about the fringe and the mask. And yeah. But um, he it. came out in 2017, um, and then uh, 2019 with his album Pony. Um, mm -hmm. Matthew started to listen to this, and I'm like, "Why are you listening to country?" And he's like, "Well, it's I, not we, really country, country." When you told me, I was like, "Really, but, Mr. Radiohead?" And yeah. but it kind of it kind of does make sense though. Because, like you said, kind of like alternative country, I have not listened there, to everything of his, but it, yeah. it does remind me. There's of... a really good song I love, which I which is the one that made me fall for it because mm -hmm. he redid Small Town Boy. Yes, and... oh, God, I remember when you played that, and you're like, "What is that song?" Because we're sitting yeah. here going, da, 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 and I'm like, "No, no, no, I know that song. That's a song." <laughs> and um, but he does some really good ones on here, like. He actually did one called Legends Never Die with Shania Twain. We and watched that video. It is yes. really good. And, oh, God, I think um, Shea Coulee was in the music video. Oh, when they were I, in I the, don't uh, remember that. It was one of the drag queens. I'll have to double okay. check. I don't and know. just looking here on Spotify, apparently he did, did a, um, a collaboration with <laughs> the Unrighteous Brothers and Paul Calthon. And they redid Unchained Melody and You've Lost That Love and Feeling. So I'm like, hmm, Interesting. I have to listen to this. <laughs> I don't know if I will like the Unchained Melody. Medley. Medley. Melody, not medley. Um, <laughs> because I, I don't tend to like anyone redoing that because people tend to take it too slow. And I'm sitting yeah. here thinking, like, his versions of stuff are usually really slow. And well, the deep voice, I'll be, yeah. I'll be like the slaw. Speaking, speaking of that. <laughs> <laughs> He did. Speed up. I, I was shocked at this one. This was just crazy. He did Fancy from Reba McIntyre. Oh, yes. I didn't remember when you played that. So slow in that. And then it's, you're just like, the hell is going on here? But it's it's it's, it's interesting. But it's, you know, it's one of those ones you like, you either like it or you hate it. Or you're somewhere, I'm somewhere in the middle, though. <laughs> it's a little odd. It's one for me and. And this is just me because he is a a fantastic artist. 
he definitely has his own take and his own style and it is it is a great thing to have out there and and he's friends with trixie mattel is he, well, i'm not surprised <laughs> but like i don't like it but at the same time i'm fucking fascinated with it mm -hmm, right so like if you put it on like a single song i'm gonna sit there and listen to it and go ah! <laughs> but i'm not gonna listen to it on repeat yeah it's just but it is well, like, like small town boy i can listen to that over and over he did a <laughs> fantastic job with that he did i will say out of all of them that is my favorite to kind of listen to mm -hmm. fancy i didn't even recognize at first and i was like <laughs> yeah i was like listen listen are you sure this is fancy <laughs> yeah Matthew he definitely played it, like, has his own his own style and i i mean kudos yeah keep into your style and all mm -hmm. and he does especially in the world of country music yes <laughs> um i we definitely need more artists like him out mm -hmm. there yeah, like him, Steve Grand is another one who's a queer artist in the country music scene. I like, don't know him. Um, girl, he he puts out some steamy music videos. I'm like, he he is unapologetic. I'm like, he's got like half naked buff men over here. He's like in a jockstrap. Have jock you never seen some of the videos of the indie poptronic boys? No, I mean for country though. Well, well for country, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like, damn. Yeah, because not even a lot of country stars that are just straight do a lot yeah. of that too you're right no you're right no i had not i had not heard that name until today when you, yeah. you, you talk about well i'll have to check it out you know country's not my scene i definitely want to check either it out. i dabble but right like i definitely want to check it out all right all right so, and last nope last oh, two there's one more okay. for the the illustrious lp um i wanted to give a big shout out to this artist i found her going through a lot of this and i am hooked she's definitely newer to the scene as far as she only has like one album out there for her solo act it's amethyst and i hope i'm saying this right kaya it might be kia but i mm -hmm. think but it could be kaya it's k-i-a-h <laughs> is her last name she does blues delta blues bluegrass okay New Orleans girl. I love my blues. I love my jazz. She's from Tennessee, and she's also part of an all-woman-of-color supergroup called Our Native Daughters, which I thought I looked them up. Um, it is with fellow superstar artists Layla McCullough and Allison Russell, and I was excited to hear this name, see this name, Rhiannon, Rhiannon Giddens. Who's that? She is uh, another uh, woman of color that, that – does american folk music mm -hmm. and we got to see her live with uh the philharmonic here in orlando oh. it was uh like maybe two years ago um our philharmonic tends to do um series um throughout the year and one of them was an american um folklore uh folk music americana type music um and this is what she specializes in. Okay. And so she was she was the guest singer with the Philharmonic with our uh, Philharmonic Orchestra. And it was an amazing special night. She has the most gorgeous voice. That's cool. She knows what she's talking about. Um, so now back to Amethyst. But go check out Rihanna too. Um, she learned to play the guitar. She was taught, self-taught from an early age. And I thought that was funny. She wound up gravitating towards blues and bluesgrass because she hated learning classical guitar. <laughs> and like one of her teachers was like, hey, you don't need to learn classical guitar for this. They don't use it at all. And she was like, sure. <laughs> uh, later on, a mentor of her showed her, though, that Appalachian bluegrass was influenced 
by West African music. And like, she was completely hooked, taught herself to play the banjo the whole nine yards. Um, 2013 was when she had her debut album, Dig Release. I think it's the only one because she's working on her new one now. It's very traditional blues sounding. It's mainly an acoustic guitar or a banjo in her voice. And the voice is what's is is the true shining stars but mm -hmm. like if you know blues you know you fiddle around on on the instruments and you jam but the the song and the stories in your voice right right um and she in 2019 her song black myself from the album songs of our native daughters that she did with them earned her a grammy nom mm -hmm. which was awesome it's a great song i did put that one on the list and she is currently um working on the new album which she says is taking her to the next level if you want to know like what the album sounds like you need to think about um uh just think about like lead belly john lee hooker sunny boy williams all those those that type of um sound um but modern obviously mm -hmm. with with modern technology um it, it her her voice is amazing she's got a a beautiful uh, woman of color lens, black lens to tell her stories through. Um, she is very into bringing in Americana to it. And that story from her point of view, d d you got to listen to it. This is not club music. Okay. <laughs> not club music, no. um, but very important and, and rich, just absolutely rich. Okay. So we've come to the final bit. Yes. The one and only. We are LP. not going to talk about queer music and not talk about LP or L or I should say queer uh, queer musicians. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have mentioned LP before. Yes, and some of our other ones. I don't even no. I do. Okay, first off, LP are her initials stands for Laura Pergolizzi. I hope I said that right. I have it in front of me, but when you're talking about <laughs> names. Yeah. Um, and she is originally from Long Island and she has been active since 1998, both creating music and writing a lot of music for other performers. She's written hits for Cher, Rihanna, Backstreet Boys, Leona Lewis, Celine Dion, Christina, all of them. She, I don't even, oh God. How do I even start? I love this woman. <laughs> Absolutely love this woman. Peanut gallery surprised me with tickets to go see her when she I came did. by. I was freaking over the moon. She told me when we were at work. Um, <laughs> I We went down to downtown Orlando to the kids clubs, the stuff that we haven't been to since <laughs> we were in our 20s, to go see her. And I don't regret it one bit. I don't care. <laughs> it was so worth it. Yes, I think it was the beach up. It might have been the beach up. Yes. She had to stand. Peanut Gallery doesn't like to stand, but she stood for this, so I had someone to go with. We stood we stood behind one of the bars. Um, we could get drinks. We enjoyed it. Oh my god. Anyway. So her first LP was back in um uh 2001 called Heart Shaped Scar. She followed it up with another one called Suburban Sprawl and Alcohol, which was produced by Linda Perry, oh, wow. believe it or not. Um, these are harder to find. This is a different sound. It's a more hard, um, rocker sound, hard rock, barroom rock. <clears throat> you still have her great voice, her chops, the lyrics, mm -hmm. but it's definitely a different sound. It's of a more of a 90s, 2000 sound. 
Yeah, I I went through and uh, listened to some. One that I really enjoyed was mm -hmm. uh, her her uh, take on House of Fire and Painted Black. Oh, that's only live that she does. Yeah, yeah. that I was like, Ooh, that's newer. This is fun. Like oh, her yes. singing Painted Black, she did a wonderful job. She did that when we went to go see her at the beach. Up, I <laughs> loved it. I got that one on the video. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you're looking for the back catalog, if you are on Spotify, if you have Amazon Music, you can find Heart Shaped Scar. It's not under what her other albums are because they misspelled her initials it's a lower p instead of an uppercase p mm -hmm. um so it i don't know why they won't fix it but they won't <laughs> you can't find suburban sprawl and alcohol you can't even buy it for less than like 80 bucks anywhere on a cd i don't know why i don't know if maybe it's a thing with linda perry mm. but you can go on youtube and find it someone has ripped it and put it on there and i highly suggest if you wind up really loving her and wanting to go through a catalog go find it and listen to it um I mean, unless you want to pay the 80 bucks for the CD, go ahead. But there's only two or three of them that, I mean, I go on Discogs and there's like maybe two. Mm -hmm. And like one of them's coming from England and that's like $130. I'm like, yeah, no, that's a, pass. <laughs> that's a hard pass. Um, okay. So from that, um, like I said, those are more um, of a hard rock tone to it. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, think kind of like almost like, the, the music you found from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm, gotcha. So rock, garage rock, mm -hmm. that, that, that kind of a scene. <clears throat> um, Sprawl and Alcohol kind of failed. It they I guess, I don't know if they just didn't PR it, if it didn't find ground. Maybe the music scene was suddenly changing. Um, and then she kind of backed out of everything, went back to songwriting, ventured out again in 2012 with her Into the Wild EP and Spotify sessions. Um, and this is around the time when I started finding her was around 2016, um, when she started releasing a bunch of new singles like Lost on You, When We're High, and the big single that got everyone kind of chatting, which was Muddy Waters. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, and I remember I was reading an interview and she's like, yeah, I named it on that on purpose because people, people Google Muddy Waters, yeah. the musician, and she wanted it to pop up. I thought that was <laughs> funny as hell. Way to go. Um, I have been hooked ever since. I listen to her constantly. Um, the new sound has that rock essence to it, but she's infused it with her own brand. She's kind of like that too cool for school yet bohemian, like Bob Dylan in her attitude and in her presence. Um, it's combined with a new maturity and like production and sound. She's add pop melodies. She has added indie melodies, um, electronic. But it's always highlighting her voice. Like what I've noticed is she knows that she has a unique and interesting voice and the music highlights the voice. Mm -hmm. That's the true, that's the true instrument right there. And her lyrics, again, I mean, as you know, I'm a lyric person. I love lyrics. Um, the fact it one of her calling cards. I love this. She has a calling card. She whistles in her songs. Ooh. It's a part, it, they're part of the songs. They're actually in them on the albums. She does it while she's playing live. People are waiting for it. <laughs> we cheer when she does her whistles. It's so much fun. It's it, it's just so energetic. It gets everyone together. It's oh my god! Please go see her live if you've never if you never if you haven't. Um, she's got some new material out. I'm hoping the album comes out soon, but so far it's only been singles. New one comes out in under 10 days oh cool okay on spotify um 
I just highly everything that I could ever get on vinyl for her. I have not everything is on vinyl. Um, I, I there is not a week that goes by that I haven't played her at least half the days in the week. Mm -hmm. She's got enough of a catalog that it's not the same thing over and over again. The remixes are amazing. The videos are on Vivo and YouTube. They are fun. They're not, well, they're pretty serious too, but I love seeing like, she's out and proud. She loves the ladies. She doesn't shy away from it. I, mm, I love it. Just, <laughs> I cannot, cannot, I will never stop singing her praises. All right. All right. Well, thanks guys for checking in with us this week again, as we delve into the LGBTQIA plus music scene. Thank you. Uh, hope you learned some stuff. Uh, once again, go on Spotify. I'm going to post the link here on Facebook mm -hmm. and on Twitter. So once again, as I said in the commercial, follow us on Twitter. Uh, send us an email. Uh, things you like us to hear. Things you want us want to see. <laughs> no, you wouldn't see uh, it. We, well, um, we can yeah. watch and talk about it. <laughs> um, also, kind of keep out, uh, keep an eye out. Uh, I think I'm going to start a midweek uh, portion. Just a couple minutes just talking about some updates coming to the theme park. So just a little theme park corner. Because um, there are some interesting things coming up and uh, around here lately. So uh, keep an eye out for that. But from our little random world to yours. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. And have a great night. And we'll see you next time. Night. Bye. Bye.